0: Oh Great. It's the brawless wonder. Who does she think she's kidding? Look at her. She's totally out of control. I was thinking that woman looks like Elaine Bennis. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to? Just been hanging out. I think. Oh, listen. I'm having a birthday party tomorrow evening. I'd love it if you came by. Oh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can. No? Yeah, no, I'm just really, really busy. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. Yeah.
1: Well, I hope you can get me a gift anyway. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Sue Ellen Mischke, who is played by the lovely Brenda Strong. Sue Ellen appeared in four episodes of the series, and we'll be discussing some of our favorite moments today.
2: Yes, the Brawless O. Henry candy bar heiress. <laughs> Brenda first appeared as Sue Ellen in the classic season seven episode The Caddy. She would go on to appear in three more episodes, The Bottle Deposit in season seven, The Abstinence in season eight and The Betrayal in season nine. And before she appeared on the show, she actually auditioned for Wendy in the season six episode The Kiss Hello. But once that didn't work out, Brenda and her managers were looking for that one role that would kind of set her apart from all of Jerry's girlfriends that kept coming through the casting chain. And so when Brenda's managers first heard about the role of Sue Ellen Mischke, they thought it was just really interesting and something that Brenda would just be perfect for. And of course, they were right. She really just did a phenomenal job playing that character.
1: Yeah, she is perfect. And it's interesting because it really isn't the type of character that you saw all the time on Seinfeld. Yeah, usually you saw Jerry's girlfriend of the week and it was some hot blonde or hot brunette that, you know, he was uh, going out with him and find some petty reason to break up with. But with Sue Ellen, there were really a lot of layers to it because she did end up interacting with all the members of the cast at some point. But really, in her first episode, you know, she's heavily involved with three different members of the cast, you know. So. It's really great to see that. and. It's really interesting, too, because um before we get started with our episode, in The Pool Guy, we find out that Elaine has no female friends. And it's kind of interesting. You know, Kramer says she's a man's woman and that she hates other women and they hate her. And then this is just not too long after The Pool Guy. It's in the same season we see this Sue Ellen Mishke pop up, and it's kind of interesting to see how Elaine reacts to it. And we'll get more into it, obviously, as we talk about the episode. But I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was kind of an interesting commentary of like, well, here's this person that is kind of coming back from Elaine's past and is coming in cold, isn't coming in through the vehicle of dating one of the other core four.
2: And when Brenda auditioned for the role, she admitted that she was a little nervous because the description is the braless wonder. (laughs) So uh, it kind of sets you up for a certain expectation. But when she walked into the casting office, she said to Larry and Jerry, so tell me a little bit about Sue Ellen. Like, is this going to be tasteful? What's the deal with her? And Larry said, oh, yes, this is very tasteful. She is an heiress. She's wealthy. She's very put together. She's just like a perfect woman. And then before she walked out of their office, she said to them, by the way, how tall is Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Does she come up to about here, pointing to her chest? And all the writers' eyes just lit up because they realized Julia's eyeline was going to be right in line with Brenda's bra.
1: Or lack thereof.
2: Right. (laughs) And so that was the beginning of Brenda as Sue Ellen Mischke, and then the rest is history. But let's talk a little bit about her first episode, The Caddy. We already played her first scene at the top of the show when Elaine sees her on the street and has that inner monologue. So what is your first impression of Sue Ellen in this scene?
1: My first impression is she seems very happy to see Elaine. And one of the interesting things is that Brenda Strong plays this very well, where Sue Ellen, you're not exactly sure where she's coming from. She is this very interesting character where you kind of are on her side in a lot of ways because you can hear Elaine's in her monologue, you know exactly how Elaine feels about her and their relationship. Whereas with Sue Ellen, it kind of ebbs and flows. And, you know, you kind of see the dynamic shift and change. But yet, it's always, again, from this more perspective of what Elaine sees and how she interprets it. And I really like that, because I think it kind of gives a little bit of substance to see how Elaine can be and like, how she reacts in these certain situations and you know she's not always uh you know she can be neurotic like the rest of the main four
2: yeah i wrote that down too i got the impression that sue ellen was genuinely happy to see elaine in this scene i think any animosity she has towards her comes after this episode
1: yeah i agree with that and i think how we see her act is just kind of how she is and again we see elaine how elaine reacts to it but she's a great rival you know slash foil for Elaine and because obviously physically they're very different and I think that in many ways they're sort of different where you know Sue Ellen is this heiress to this candy bar fortune she doesn't have to work and worry about the stresses of day-to-day life she doesn't have to deal with these idiot friends you know Mm -hmm. uh you know she probably if she doesn't want to be around people she just doesn't do it and I also found it interesting that uh You know, we find out a little later that they both came from the same place. So I always wondered how Sue Ellen ended up in New York and if she maybe sort of saw Elaine out or knew where she was going to be living or somebody said, oh, yeah, well, you know, I know or she hangs around the Upper West Side. Like, how did they run into each other? You know, what what was she? Why was she in New York? How did she end up there and crossing paths with Elaine?
2: Right. And by the way, did you notice that one guy staring at Sue Ellen when she was walking down the street? (laughs) oh that's great but i will say even though she does seem happy to see elaine in the scene i do think that the birthday is an invitation
1: it's a non-vite (laughs)
2: yeah it was just one of those things where she probably wasn't really sure what to say and she just decided to invite her in that moment
1: Yeah, that could be again i think that is just kind of how she is where she you know as happy as she is to see elaine i think that she probably is used to having things go her way and Having a lot of yes men and yes women around her, that, you know, she says jump and they say how high. And with Elaine, obviously, we know she's not really that type of person with everybody except for Leslie in the baby shower. Um, (laughs) So there's a bit of a clash.
2: Now, I wanted to talk about the sweater that she's wearing in this scene because there's actually a funny behind the scenes story about it that Brenda told in an interview she did recently. And we're going to play the clip for you here. There's some music playing in the background, but you can still make out what she's saying, so here it is.
0: I think my favorite memory from the entire time filming was from the costume fitting, from the very first day we decided um, that Sue Ellen was going to be wearing a sweater to meet Elaine. And Larry David wanted to really get it right. And so he came to the costume fitting and I kept putting on sweater after sweater after sweater and coming out. And he very shyly and boyishly would try not to look at my breasts you have to because that's what the whole gag was about so he'd kind of look and go no not that one and then another one and another one and finally he he realized he had to get back to set and there was one more and it was actually my favorite one and I said wait Larry I'll, I'll walk with you so I put it on and he rode his bicycle from the New York set over to the costume department so he started riding his bicycle back to the New York Street and I started walking backwards and as I'm walking backwards, I'm trying to jostle a little bit so that he could kind of get the motion. And I just remember the, the handlebars on his bicycle going like this. And I thought, oh, my gosh, Larry David is going to crash into some bushes because of this. And finally, he just yelled, it's fine. It's fine. And that was the sweater we ended up using.
2: <laughs> Great story. And another funny story was that Brenda happened to be nursing at that time. And she said to Larry, this is going to sound strange, but what size would you like my breasts to be? Because she could actually control the size of her breasts based on how many times she nursed.
1: (laughs) I can imagine Larry's face when she said that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she said Larry turned beet red and he just looked at her and went, they're fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great.
2: But getting back to the episode, uh, Elaine arrives at Jerry's apartment after running into Sue Ellen Mischke on the street.
3: Hey. Hey, how you doing?
0: Better now. Yeah, what happened? You know Sue Ellen Mischke?
3: Sue Ellen Mischke?
0: Yeah, the woman I grew up with in Maryland. She moved here last year. Sounds familiar. The heiress to the O. Henry candy bar fortune. Oh, yeah, you mentioned her. Yes, I ran into her today. This woman has never, not once, ever, as long as I have known her, worn a bra. Oh, that is just shameless. I don't (laughs)
3: know. It's it's wrong, wrong. Uh, it's rude, and it's incorrect.
0: See, she hasn't changed at all. She stole my boyfriend when I was in high school. I was at this party, and I was dating this really cute guy. His name was Tom Cosley, by the way. And she goes walking by in this little floozy outfit, and he follows her right out the door.
3: She's your Lex (laughs)
0: Luthor. The birthday's coming up, see? So I decided to get her a little present.
3: What are you gonna get her?
0: A very traditional, a very supportive... Brazier.
1: there's nothing subtle about that
3: no, no no she might just think it's a gift
1: have i ever bought you a jockstrap as a gift
2: so a few things about this scene we learned that sue ellen stole elaine's boyfriend in high school so that's one of the major reasons that elaine doesn't like her
1: her name was tom cosley by the way which is a great trivia question
2: great trivia question and the real name of julia's boyfriend in high school by the way
1: that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I got to say Elaine and Sue Ellen all dolled up in like the 70s garb. It's very cute. Yeah. It reminds me of like that 70s show. It's great. (laughs) It's such a funny scene.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I like that look for Elaine. Yeah. And the guy who plays Tom Cosley is Jeff Bai, who was the production coordinator on Seinfeld. And he also warmed up the studio audiences during the final two seasons of the show. And another thing I wanted to point out about this scene is when Jerry says to Elaine, she's your Lex Luthor. I had that written down, too. Yeah, many years after this episode aired, Brenda Strong appeared on the show Supergirl, and she actually played Lillian Luther, who was Lex Luthor's mother. So, Oh, that's pretty, great. Yeah, pretty cool connection.
1: I also love the fact that Jerry doesn't remember Sue Ellen right away, and then... He remembers as soon as Aline says the heirs to the O. Henry candy bar fortune. Oh, you mentioned her. (laughs) He's got such that little kid mentality of like, oh, I connected to this candy. Okay, now I know who you're talking
2: about. (laughs) Right. And speaking of candy, that's another classic Seinfeld candy bar. We talked about Twix a few weeks ago when we interviewed our friend Joel McCrary. And this is another great one.
1: That's right. Yeah, I feel like it's not as um, well remembered as some of the other Seinfeld candy bars like Twix. But it's definitely up there in the lexicon. I mean, you can't mention uh, Sue Ellen Mischke without saying, you know, the brawless O. Henry candy bar fortune.
2: Exactly. I also like that they give Elaine like a rival. You know what I mean? Because you had Jerry with Newman. You had George with Lloyd Braun. So now Elaine gets her rival. Absolutely. But in the next scene, Elaine is at her office when she has a visitor. And this is one of my favorite Sue Ellen scenes.
0: Sue Ellen Mischke to see you. Sue Ellen Mischke? Uh, all right. Send her in. Hi, Elaine. Hello. I happen to be in the neighborhood, so I thought I'd stop in and thank you for your lovely gift. Oh. Welcome. Is anything wrong? Well, Sue Ellen, it's, uh, not a top it's a bra oh i know thanks again
2: love brenda in that scene
1: oh so great and that reveal just when she walks in just so casual hi elaine (laughs) (laughs) and elaine is just so shocked by it and it either is going over the top of Sue Ellen's head or she knows exactly what she's doing. And you don't know. And that's the the brilliance of the actress right there.
2: Uh, I just love the dynamic with Julia and Brenda in this scene. But you're right. You're not really sure what Sue Ellen's motive is here. Like, is she really just stopping by to thank Elaine for her gift? Or do you think she's trying to stick it to her? Well, no,
1: she could have been wearing bras as tops for years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because I will say when Elaine says it's not a top it's a bra and she says oh i know that you know it it almost seems like she knows what she's doing there
1: yeah exactly it's hard to tell but i don't know and i love julia's delivery on that line too (laughs) it's it's not a top (laughs) it's a bra
2: i also like you're welcome (laughs) yeah and then in the next scene this is where the story really comes to a head Jerry and Kramer are driving George's car back to Yankee Stadium when Jerry spots Sue Ellen walking down the street. Jerry's like, oh, my God, Kramer, is that woman just wearing a bra? Kramer's like, oh, mama. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, he loses control of the car and crashes into a pole.
1: Now, that's one thing that did bother me, though, is George's car was parked up in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium. Why did they drive it all the way downtown to the Upper West Side? to get to just get it washed i understand they had to do it to coincide with the storyline of them seeing sue ellen but
2: no they had to visit our friend raf morrow again come on he's the best
1: Ah, yes great point
2: (laughs) but back at jerry's apartment jerry and kramer are explaining to elaine what happened and i love that jerry's like he was staring at some woman like jerry's the one that pointed it out to him in the first place yeah i know (laughs) And then Elaine asks them, what woman? And Jerry's like, there was this beautiful woman walking down the street wearing just a bra. I can't get that image out of my mind. And Elaine's face just lights up. Oh, my God. Was it a tall woman in a black blazer? Yeah. (gasps) That's Sue Ellen Mischke. Sue Ellen Mischke. That's the bra I gave her. She's wearing it as a top. (laughs) (laughs) A woman is walking around in broad daylight with nothing but a bra on. She's a menace to society. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a line that always gets quoted. Menace to society.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, love it.
1: Oh, it's so great. Yeah, because every once in a while you see these articles, or these fashion shows or something or some celebrity, you know, just wearing a bra. Or wearing, and they'll get posted in the Seinfeld groups. And, of course, you know, everybody's commenting she's a menace to society. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Meanwhile, Kramer is worried about his shoulder. What if he can't play golf like he used to? What about the tour and all his dreams? And then Elaine's like, I got it. Let's sue her. <laughs> sue her? She's loaded. She's the heiress to the O'Henry candy bar fortune. And I like when Kramer says, no, I can't. I learned my lesson from that coffee company.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great callback.
2: Fantastic. But Kramer then asks Stan the caddy what he thinks, and Stan tells him, let's go for the green.
1: You know a good lawyer?
2: And that leads us to this scene with the amazing Jackie Chiles.
1: So you're driving in the car,
3: you're with your friend, minding your own business. Then what happened? Well, then we saw this woman, and she was wearing a bra with no top. No top? She didn't have a top on? Yeah. So I got distracted, and I crashed the car. Well, how would you describe this woman? would you say she was an attractive woman oh yeah so we got an attractive woman wearing a bra no top walking around in broad daylight she's flouting society's conventions she was flouting it's totally inappropriate it's lewd lascivious salacious outrageous it was outrageous and she's the heir to the o henry candy bar fortune could you repeat that i said she's the heir to the o henry candy bar fortune o henry That's one of our top selling candy bars. It's got chocolate, peanuts, nougat. It's delicious, scruffless, outstanding. Have you been to a doctor? No. Susie? Call Dr. Bison. Set up an appointment for Mr. Kramer. Tell him it's for me. So, what do you think, Jackie? I mean, we got a case? Like taking candy from a baby.
2: One of my favorite moments in that scene is when Kramer says, She's the heir to the O. Henry Candy Bar fortune, and Jackie's eyes just start to twitch. <laughs> <laughs> you repeat <to> that? Like <laughs> <laughs> you can tell his level of interest just increased by a thousand when he said that.
1: Oh yeah, friend Phil Morris.
2: Ah, uh, love him. And then back at Jerry's building, Jerry is arriving home when he notices Sue Ellen knocking on Kramer's door. Kramer isn't home, but Jerry tells her, "Well, you can wait in here for him if you'd like." <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Jerry's so great in that scene. Just
1: so typical. You know, here's this woman, total stranger. You know, you, you just saw her walking on the street. And oh, you're just going to invite her into your home.
2: And I get the feeling that Jerry isn't really acting in this episode.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> and then I love when she's like, well, maybe I will. And Jerry just immediately goes to unlock his door like as fast as he, <laughs> he can.
1: never unlocked that door faster in his life. <laughs>
2: well it's from all that practice pretending that murderers are coming down the hallway that's right (laughs) and then a little later on in the episode kramer stops by jerry's apartment to tell him about the meeting he had with jackie chiles
3: well buddy he's taking the case jackie chiles is right on it right on it he's all over it oh really why, what, what's wrong? Come on. I don't know. Huh? So the woman was walking around in a bra. Yeah. I mean, it's no big deal. You're still driving. You should have been watching the road. Well, your <laughs> attitude has certainly changed. I don't think my attitude has changed. No, listen, Jerry, I'm gonna need you to testify. Well, you know, Jerry, I... Jerry, you gotta <laughs> testify. Kramer, I don't think listen, I listen. This is a million dollars we're talking about, Jerry. Now, this is the big league, the big time. Now, I need you on my team, well, Jerry. Well, I'm just not sure how I feel about it, Kramer. Right, what's gotten in here? What's happened? Nothing's happened. Joke. <laughs> oh. What's this? Oh, no, 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 wait a second, wait oh, a second. I yes, see, I yes. Little Miss Candy Bar paid a visit, didn't she? Yeah. It is not what you think. Ah, I know what I think. I think you're gaga over this day. She's twisted you around her little finger, and now you're willing to sell me and Elaine and whoever else you have to right down the river. And what about you? Right. Trying to build an innocent bystander out of a family fortune, built on sweat and toil, manufacturing quality O. Henry candy bars for honest, hardworking Americans. You're just out for sex! You're just out for money! Yeah!
2: <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in the episode.
1: Yeah. And it's so interesting because Kramer is asking Jerry, you know, for his loyalty. Like, well, you got to stand up for me on the stand, buddy, you know. And uh, it's kind of bold of Kramer to ask that after he kind of, you know, sold him out to Poppy just last season. Make your own pizza idea. And, you know, Kramer was just ready to sell Jerry Elaine right down the river <laughs> as he puts it in this episode.
2: You know, that's a great point. I never thought about that. That's a good call, Stan. <laughs> I love Kramer's delivery. Oh, what's this? <laughs> and that got me thinking like, what exactly do you think happened with Jerry and Sue Ellen in that scene?
1: That's a good question because I don't know how long she was there. Like, I don't know if maybe they just kind of talked, you know, Jerry just tried to charm her, and, or, you know, maybe she said, Oh, you know, I was just walking around the other day, and all of a sudden this guy comes and sues me out of nowhere and claims he. Cr- He hurt his shoulder because of me and yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Um, And also I found that interesting too. Does she carry O. Henry candy bars around with her?
2: I was going to bring that up also.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And why would Jerry, I guess maybe he didn't think of it at the time, but why wouldn't he try to like stuff the wrapper down a little lower in the trash or hide it somewhere. So Kramer wouldn't see it.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I always wondered what exactly went on between the two of them. Like, did anything happen physically or was it just strictly about Kramer and everything that happened with him on the street? But it's funny to think about what would have happened if Kramer was home when Sue Ellen came to see him.
1: Yeah, that's a good point cause he does have the cavorka.
2: Yeah. I could just see him like not pursuing the case anymore. Like he goes to Jackie's office. I have unlimited all oh, Henry candy bars for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Could
1: you imagine that would have been a great uh alternate ending right there <laughs> yeah yeah another thing i wanted to bring up too is that the jerry and kramer argument kind of gets serious at least for seinfeld like gets pretty you know pretty heated and uh it's interesting to see uh sue ellen bring out these emotions in these characters how you know this is somebody that they don't even know and jerry met her once and that's why I don't think anything really happened, because I feel like a lot of Jerry's feelings come from, you know, probably physical feelings, of course, and trying to, you know, be with her in a way. But it also comes from, I don't know, there's just something about her, I guess, that awakens this, this sort of passion in a weird Seinfeldian way, as we'll see later on in the courtroom scene.
2: Yeah, and maybe he wants something to happen with her, like nothing happened yet, but... Now this is going to ruin everything, this whole court case and the fact that he's going to have to testify like he's never going to have a chance with her now. Right. And then speaking of in the final scene in the courtroom, Jackie is questioning Elaine on the stand and she tells him that it was the meeting on the street that prompted her to buy the bra for Sue Ellen.
1: Yes, that's co- yes, that's correct. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then there's that great shot of Sue Ellen leaning back and giving Jerry that wink.
1: Ah, oh, She was fantastic in this scene didn't have to say much and just the acting on her face and in her eyes was
2: absolutely great kramer also takes the stand and he tells jackie that his golf score was three under par before his injury oh three under par so it's a professional shoot isn't it (laughs) they're lucky (laughs) jerry then takes the stand and i think we'll listen to the rest of this scene
3: but would you tell this jury exactly what you saw at the corner of 83rd street in columbus I don't remember. (laughs) Well, did you or did you not see the defendant wearing the bra? I don't know. Maybe. Mr. Seinfeld, I might remind you that you are under oath. Now I ask you again. Did you or did you not see this woman wearing a bra? Step down. Well, Kramer, I think we got this wrapped up. Yeah. yeah. What's your read, Stan? You're close. You're on the green. You just have to go for the cup. What do you mean? Have her try on the bra, see if it fits. No, 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 no. Do it, Jackie. Stan's the man. Stan? Who the hell is Stan? He's my caddy. Your caddy? This is a big mistake. Look at the... Your Honor, we request at this time that Ms. Mischke try on the bra. Oh. This court will come to order.
2: Go ahead, Ms. Mishki. try it on.
0: <sighs> uh, it doesn't fit. Uh, I I can't put it on damn fools
3: Look at that We got nothing now Nothing I've been practicing law for 25 years You listening to a caddy This is a public humiliation You can't let the defendant Have control of the key piece of evidence Plus she's trying it on over a leotard Of course a bra's not gonna fit on over a leotard A bra's gotta fit right up against a person's skin (laughs) Like a glove
2: One of my favorite endings Of any episode
1: Oh yeah Gotta love the mid-90s O.J. parody.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and speaking of, in that interview we played earlier with Brenda, she also talks about the O.J. parody and what it was like being a part of that courtroom scene. So here's some more from that interview with her.
0: Being in the courtroom and trying that bra back on. It doesn't fit. Uh, I I can't put it on. It was such a parody of the O.J. Simpson trial, which was going on, was such a moment in... Television can be so impactful in its satire because we can really illuminate political, social, commentary all the way across the boards. And I just felt really um, excited to be a part of history.
3: Your Honor, we request at this time that Ms. Mishke try on the bra.
0: The courtroom episode was in particular um, pretty funny because the bra does fit. I mean, I could have actually clasped the bra, <laughs> but I had to pretend I couldn't clasp it. So. Just struggling with it was kind of a a gag in itself. But I think the thing that was funniest about the courtroom scene was uh, Phil Morris playing Jackie Childs.
3: Of course a bra's not going to fit on over a leotard. A bra's got to fit right up against a person's skin.
0: And he just had the banter down. And keeping a straight face was the hardest part of that scene for me, all the way across the board.
2: She seems like a genuinely nice person and... I think she was very grateful that she got to be a part of a show like Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, definitely. But what an amazing first episode for Brenda. I would say this was probably her most famous appearance in the series.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. And the caddy isn't necessarily one of the episodes that people always bring up. But there's definitely a lot of stuff that people remember from this episode. Of course, Samuel Mishki being one of them. One thing that is missing, though, that I took note of that I thought would have been great to see is a scene between Jay Peterman and Sue Ellen Mischke together, because I think they would have made a great pair. And they're people that I could have seen, you know, kind of becoming a couple like they're both on the upper echelon of society, you know, or at least Jay Peterman pretends to be. I don't know if he actually is, but (laughs) uh, it's it it would have been kind of interesting just to see them get together. You know, he says that he for the elevator but it wasn't meant to be you know so always have that mystery in our minds
2: yeah what a missed opportunity they could have reunited in the finale right but like we mentioned sue ellen makes her second appearance in the episode the bottle deposit peterman is a big fan of john f kennedy and southerby's is having an auction of jfk's memorabilia one item in particular has caught his eye the presidential golf clubs But he'll be out of town that day, and he's hoping that Elaine can go and bid on the clubs for him. And by the way, he missed another opportunity to meet Sue Ellen Mischke.
1: Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, if he had gone, he would have run into
2: her. Yeah. I guess
1: it wasn't meant to be.
2: Elaine agrees to go, and she asks him how high he's willing to bid on the clubs. Peterman tells her he would have no trouble in spending up to, say, $10,000.
1: Which is great, because in the DVD extras, Peterman talks about the real Kennedy clubs that got sold at auction. He said, yeah, they went for more like two million.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. But Elaine brings Jerry to the auction, and when they arrive at Sotheby's, Elaine notices Sue Ellen right away. Oh, my God, look who's here.
1: Sue Ellen Mischke, the braless O'Henry candy bar heiress.
2: And then when Sue Ellen spots them, she comes over to say hi, and she says... Well, I'm surprised to see you here come to catch a glimpse of high society. No, Sue Ellen, I'm here to bid.
1: I'm here to catch a glimpse of high society.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's still trying to go after her. Oh, of course. And then when Aline says that she's actually there to bid, Sue Ellen tells her, well, I hope you find something that fits your budget. <laughs> I hate that woman.
1: Yeah, you can definitely tell the uh, relationship has deteriorated since we last saw Sue Ellen. There's only been a couple
2: episodes. I was going to say she's definitely not as excited to see Elaine in this scene compared to when we first saw her in the caddy. Yeah. But then when JFK's golf clubs are on display, Elaine says, oh, those are handsome. Look at that set. Yeah, I think I might bid on those. (laughs) <laughs> and let's listen to the rest of this scene.
4: $4,000 do I have $4,000 I have $4,000. Do I have 5? Five? $5,000 I have $5,000. Do I have 6? Six? $6,000 for this set of beautiful clubs. 6 I have $6,000. Can I have 6500? $6, 6500 to the dark-haired person on the right. We are at 6500. Do I hear 6600? The president's own golf clubs. Leisure life at Camelot. Sixty-five hundred, going once. Eight thousand. Eight thousand. We have eight thousand. The bid is now eight thousand dollars. What is she doing? She's starting in the bidding now. Eighty-five hundred. We have eighty-five. Nine thousand. Nine thousand dollars. I think she wants those clubs. Do I hear ninety-five? Ninety-five hundred. Ninety-five hundred. Ten thousand. Ten thousand to the. Shapely woman on the left <laughs> 10,000 going once Well that's your ceiling 10,000 going twice 11,000 12,000 13,000
0: 14,000 15,000
2: <laughs> I love after this scene too When Jerry and Elaine are driving back from the auction And Jerry's like Oh, I really thought you had her there at 17,000
1: <laughs> Jerry always trying to uh, Lighten the mood a little bit
2: and i don't think sue ellen really wanted those clubs right oh no i don't think so either but
1: she's got money to burn what does she care
2: yeah i think she was trying to get back at elaine for suing her oh definitely sue ellen makes her third appearance the following year in the episode the abstinence this was when laney met a doctor and he's unattached
1: Yeah, that doctor uh, played by Bob Odenkirk, a very young Bob Odenkirk.
2: He's great in this episode.
1: Oh, unbelievable. One of the classics of season eight, for sure.
2: He tells Elaine that he's not really a doctor, and then Elaine tells him, well, then I'm not really attracted to you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, he went to medical school, but he had trouble passing his licensing exam. He's taken
2: it three times. He almost passed the last one. (laughs) <laughs> but all elaine seems to care about is if she can introduce him as doctor and when he tells her that she can she's like that's all i needed to know and that sets us up for a sue ellen mishki scene in this episode elaine and ben are at monks when sue ellen walks in with her boyfriend and just like in the bottle deposit elaine's like oh my god it's sue ellen mishki she's this old brawless friend i hate <laughs> And Sue Ellen does seem a little happier to see Elaine in this scene, but she also has that line this is an old, old friend of mine.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a great line. Yeah. yeah and plus, she's kind of showing off this, uh, you know, rich periodontist she's got, I guess. And even though he's not, you know, nothing to look at, really, per se. But uh, also, I find that it's kind of like when we talked about with the Rosses. I don't think Sue Ellen would have had any other reason to go into the coffee shop. She, she That's not a place she would ever go into unless she go, oh, look who's in there. It's, you know, Elaine. All right, I'm going to go in there and, you know, mess with her. And uh, who knows? Maybe somebody through the grapevine told her, yeah, she's going out with this intern guy that is almost a doctor, but he can't pass the exam. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love when she introduces Rick and she's like, he's a periodontist. He does Giuliani's gums.
1: well i guess after eating all that non-fat yogurt you know probably needs to to check up on his gums
2: that's right and then elaine says well this is my boyfriend dr ben gelvin (laughs) well not really a doctor (laughs) hey stop kidding ben he's a doctor he's a very good doctor (laughs) and then a woman in the restaurant yells out carlito's just passed out can anyone help Elaine jumps up right away. She's like, there's a doctor right here. No, there's not. Couldn't you at least tell them what to do? Like what? Sue Ellen's like, shouldn't you elevate his legs? Uh, Right. Elevate your legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I love that delivery. Well, it's perfect. But just the look Sue Ellen gives to Elaine. Oh. Like
2: you're busted. <laughs> yeah i love how she's like staring down at her wow yeah that height difference is just fantastic yeah that was something that i was going to bring up a
1: little later but their height difference is just fantastic for their scenes together and just makes it all the more tense and also adds a lot to the comedy you know and obviously we'll talk about it with the betrayal but Um, Elaine brings that up you know you're tall you won't wear a bra we hate each other (laughs) (laughs) just describes it perfectly
2: and I think Julia enjoyed that too the fact that she was like a foot shorter than her I think that really made her a lot funnier and she liked playing off of that well absolutely and like we mentioned Sue Ellen makes one final appearance in the season nine episode the betrayal and this is probably her second biggest episode behind the caddy yeah definitely what a storyline to bring her back for too yeah this is a very polarizing episode among seinfeld fans because of the backwards element but i thought it was great to see sue ellen again in this episode and i thought it was nice that they brought some closure to her character
1: absolutely and how much sense does it make that her and elaine dated the same guy except that elaine you know it was a different time in his life probably Sounds like, you know, he underwent some transition from, you know, being really
2: Americanized and kind of rejecting his identity to embracing his roots, you know. Right. And even though this episode is backwards, I think we'll discuss it chronologically just so it makes a little more sense. So this episode starts off with Elaine in the lobby of her building opening up her mail when she sees a wedding invitation. India. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to India. <laughs> <laughs> Back at Jerry's apartment, Elaine enters and she tells him, you're not going to believe what I got in the mail. An invitation to Sue Ellen Mischke's wedding. Well, at least the wedding gown will give her some support. <laughs> not the point. The wedding is in one week. I got this today. So it's a non-vite. It's an unvitation. <laughs> Sue Ellen really likes to send those last minute invites.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think she does it out of the same way when she said when she invites elaine to her birthday and she says well maybe you just get me a gift anyway and i think elaine kind of picks up on that right away and she and her and it's confirmed later on as well and so it's so it's funny um how where we kind of mentioned this before in the caddy but it seems like sue ellen just kind of expects everything to go her way and that she doesn't have to plan anything out she doesn't have to figure anything out it's just whatever she wants she gets And that's it. And it's her way or the highway. And if you can't do it, well, then that's your
2: problem. Exactly. Elaine also notices that the name on the invitation is Pinter Ranawat, and she wonders if he's related to the guy she dated, Peter Ranawat. That's
1: probably like Smith over there.
2: (laughs) Great line. (laughs) Yep. And then in the next scene, Elaine stops by Pinter's parents' apartment. And what do you think this scene is about? Do you think Elaine was trying to figure out if Pinter was Peter? Yeah. That could have been it. Um,
1: I don't know. Maybe to see, like, if it was a genuine thing, like if, if Sue Ellen had ever mentioned Elaine to them, it's kind of it's kind of odd, you know. Elaine has this penchant for showing up at strangers' apartments, <laughs> like she does, you know, when she's trying to get the supreme flounder. But uh, and they, you know, and they seem like very nice people, but they're kind of odd too because they have this veneer of like they're very polite and very nice and you know the way they talk is like you know i just love the the, they have some the best lines or it's like i you know it's the the only country that still has the plague i mean the plague (laughs) please (laughs) if i were to go to india i would go to the bathroom for the entire trip (laughs) and i'm not so crazy about manhattan
2: either (laughs) India is a dreadful, dreadful place. And then they give her the registry and they tell her, send a gift and be glad you did not have to go. it. Don't go. Send a gift. (laughs) (laughs) But Elaine misinterprets this because back at Jerry's apartment, she tells him that she talked to the groom's parents and it's so obvious that they don't want her to go. And the only reason she even sent her an invitation was so she'd get her a gift. And then this is that great moment when she catches Jerry with Nina and she's like, who else she got back there. (laughs) yeah nina played by friend of the show justine michelli of course love her and then a little later on in the episode elaine shows up at jerry's apartment to give him his plane ticket jerry is a little confused but she tells him sue ellen mishke sends me an invitation one week before her wedding in india (laughs) i'll show her i fly in halfway around the world spite never sleeps (laughs) Yeah, especially, we got a layover in
1: Sarajevo. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Larry David wasn't there, that's a very Larry David thing to mention like an obscure uh,
2: Eastern European capital. <laughs> that's so true. She also gives George a ticket, and then a few days later, they arrive in India for Sue Ellen's wedding. And this is a great scene. <sighs>
0: I think it's a stench of death. George, you've been wearing those boots since I met you. You're not going to wear them to the wedding, are you? No. i going to wear black shoes. Oh, boy, there's Sue Ellen. She didn't want me at this wedding, but here I am with a bunch of my idiot friends. This is going to be great. Lane? <laughs> You are? Oh, well, of course. No one else was even willing to come to India. I mean, not even Pinter's parents, and they're Indian. Come on, Sue Ellen. You don't wear a bra, you're tall, we hate each other. I Nena, mean, I know. I know we've had our problems, but I want you to be my maid of honor and my best friend. All right, I guess. <laughs> uh, oh, this is my fiance, Pinter? Say hello. Hello. Peter. Oh, no, it's Pinter. Does anyone want to use the bathroom?
3: Oh, no, no. We're good. Let's get going. All right. Watch it. Funny man.
2: And you mentioned earlier, but my favorite line in the scene is, come on, Sue Ellen, you don't wear a bra. You're tall. We hate each other. <laughs> well, it's a toss up between that and I think it's a stench of death. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. And Sue Ellen really seems like she wants to make amends with Elaine here. Oh, yeah. I mean, she is more excited than she's ever been
1: to see her. And I think there is a little bit of authenticity for sure, because I do wonder, again, is she being genuine or is she putting up a facade? But it is interesting where she does seem disappointed. She's like, you know, nobody wanted to come to India, not even Victor's parents. They're Indian. Right. You know, and I have a feeling that. uh sue ellen and pinter's parents get along very well i think they're kind of a uh, similar type people and that's probably why you know they, they gave the blessing for pinter to marry her
2: and at the wedding don't you think elaine and sue ellen looked great in that indian clothing it's funny you mentioned
1: that because i actually have that written down too that they they look good in the indian garb especially sue ellen i have to say uh but yeah no they do they really did a good job, the, the costume people. So another thing I thought of was how do you think Sue Ellen and Pinter met? And I kind of had an interesting theory because, you know, if Elaine dated him, he's possibly somebody that's like in the clothing industry, in the catalog industry, or maybe even was in the publishing industry uh back when Elaine was working at Pendant, and that's kind of how they met and started going out. And then with the day that uh, you know, the Gatsby swing top was invented. Pinter happened to be coming in to Jay Peterman to meet with him about something, and he passed Sue Ellen, and they got chatting, and uh, the opportunity that Jay Peterman missed out on, Pinter picked up on.
2: And Oh, wow. The rest is history. That's a great theory. <laughs> but back to the ceremony, Jerry and George are fighting over Nina. Elaine comes over and throws some flowers at them. You monkeys, knock it off. My best friend's trying to get married up here. <laughs> I love that. She went from we hate each other to this is my best friend now. <laughs> <laughs> and then in order to get even with Jerry for sleeping with Nina, George tells Elaine that she has to sleep with him. But Elaine tells him, I'm not going to sleep with you. <laughs> and she says to George, grow up. What is the difference? Nina slept with him. He slept with me. I slept with Pinter. Nobody cares. It's all ancient history. You slept with the grove.' <laughs> <laughs> The camera pans to Pinter and Sue Ellen, and they're frozen in shock. Oh, what a great scene. We then cut to an exterior shot where Sue Ellen comes storming out of the ceremony.
4: That's it! The wedding's off! What? What's Sue Ellen?
0: Elaine, you were my maid of honor, and you slept with my Pinter? No, 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 it was years ago before you met him. And, and I gotta tell you, it was very mechanical. <laughs> I've never been so humiliated.
3: Idiots! This is all your fault! It's me! Him! His fault! He betrayed me! George, I'm sorry! Oh, you can stuff your sorries in a sack, mister! I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, you have to decide right now. Jerry or me? All right.
0: Neither. What? what? What are you doing here? A free trip to India. And by the way, you can take off those boots. Everyone knows you're 5'6.
3: 5'8! 5'7! See?
0: See the way they are? We're, we're still best friends, right? No. And take
3: that stupid thing out of your nose. Ah! That's got to hurt. I don't care where
1: you're from.
2: (laughs) And I think this is the official end of Elaine and Sue Ellen's relationship. I don't think there's any coming back from this.
1: No, definitely not. But it is interesting, Sue Ellen's reaction, because it's not like, you know, Pinter cheated on Sue Ellen with Elaine or something. You know, they went out and then they broke up and whatever like elaine is kind of right in that aspect or it's like yeah whatever happens in the past you know you can't can't change that but i guess you know there's definitely more to it than meets the eye and i'm sure that uh sue ellen just wanted an excuse to like
2: you know make a fool out of elaine even though she ruined her own wedding for it yeah because i was going to say sue ellen did steal elaine's boyfriend in high school Good point so reparations (laughs) exactly And like I said, it would have been great to see Sue Ellen in the finale, but I'm happy that we got to at least see her one last time in this episode. And I thought it was a great send off for her character.
1: Yeah, I think
2: so, too, because
1: it's kind of one of those things where they're never going to want to see each other again. (laughs) But I'm sure that Sue Ellen was happy to find out that Elaine went to jail for a year.
2: Oh, no doubt about that. But I had a lot of fun discussing Sue Ellen this week.
1: Yeah, she's a great character, and uh, Brenda's great. I, I would love to have her on the show one day. Hopefully we can get her on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. She seems really sweet and definitely one of my favorite Seinfeld characters for sure. But we thank you all for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week. Thank you
1: for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at seinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find our show on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at tptbseinfeld, and Instagram at theplacetobe.podcast. You can find our show on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease.
0: Oh my god. What's wrong? Oh, it's Sue Ellen Mischke, this old brawless friend I hate. Elaine? Hi. Oh, hi, Sue Ellen.
4: Oh, hi. Rick,
0: this is an old, old friend of mine. Elaine Venice. Rick is a periodontist. He does Giuliani's gums. <laughs> well, this is my boyfriend, Dr. Ben Gelfin.
3: Oh, I, well, I'm an intern.
0: Hey, <clears throat> stop kidding, me. He's a doctor. He's a very good doctor.
3: Carlitos just passed out. Can anyone
0: help? Oh, but There's a doctor right here.
3: No, there's not.
0: Please tell him what to do. Like what? Shouldn't he elevate his legs?
3: Right, elevate your legs. <laughs>